When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for Tales from 2 a.m. And if you're not familiar with the show, it's not 2 a.m., but it's 2 a.m. somewhere, no matter what time it is on your clock. And 2 a.m. is a state of mind more than anything. Hi, my name is Mr. 2 a.m. I'm Brian Anthony Davis. You could call me bad. Alongside with me today <clears throat> is my good friend Kevin Tate. From the Know-It-Alls podcast, if you have not had a chance to check out that show with Maude, Big G, and Tate. That usually drops on Sundays, I believe, and that is a fantastic show. Uh, I was thrilled to be a part of it just a couple weeks ago. Mr. Tate, what is up, my friend? Bad. What's up, man? I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. Just, you know, excited to be on this on this final, final edition of the season of, of Tales from 2 a.m., um, and I'm glad to accompany hashtag bad company. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've got to put a hashtag bad company on the screen here. Yeah, the, that's a good thing. So, yes, you just mentioned it's going to be the last tales from 2 a.m. I'm not going to say forever. I'm just going to say for the 2021 season, because you know what's going to happen. The regular season comes out and in the Sunday spot. You guys don't want to hear me talking about uh, Steeler stories from the past and talking about the team on Sunday mornings when you're getting ready for a ball game. And afterwards, you're going to want to hear me talking about the game. And that's what we do with the post-game podcast with Jeff Hartman, with Dave Schofield. Michael Beck is going to be doing some shows this year on the uh, post-game podcast as well. So something we're really excited for. So this is going to be the final Tales from 2 a.m. And we will be back. Somebody's going to be back in this regular spot. I am anticipating that it's the gentleman to my right. Well, that's on my screen, my right. If it's, uh, I, I think it's on my right on your screen too. I, <laughs> I'm really bad with it. I'm good with left and right, but I'm not good with like when it comes to the screen. Like if I were to... Uh, point to myself right now with my right hand. I'd see it on the screen because it's going to look like my left, and then I'm, I get all confused. So as a tradition on this show, we welcome our very first guests every week. And Andrew Jarvis was our very first one in the live chat today. And Andrew um, 
Andrew Jarvis is a, a new name to the show. He usually listens to the radio broadcast, so we, we appreciate that. Um, also in is Brian Brown as well. It's great to see others, Michael O'Malley coming in. Um, so it's it's a good morning to have everybody. Uh, thanks for all your patience. I have been a little uh, under the weather this week, and I'm going to... Uh, I missed the show the other night, and so I'm going to continue to stay indoors for, uh, let's just say, the next nine days or so, um, getting ready for the regular season, and I'll be all ready for like next week. So next week is going to be great because, man, we're seven days away from game day, Tate. Seven days away. I am so ready. I am ready, too, and I love the confidence of, of Buffalo fans and Bills Mafia, that crazy group there, that they think they're just going to run the Pittsburgh Steelers out of town. Hey, that's a good possibility, and we've seen it before. The, the, last, the last two times they've beat us, and I remember, yeah. Yeah, and we've seen it before, the Steelers losing on opening day and still having a great year and still winning Super Bowls. So that's nothing that we're going to Super Bowls. That's nothing that greatly concerns me. Um, I feel like uh, the Steelers are uh, going to have a great year, and we'll talk about that. Tape, what's on your mind? No, I was just going to say you like the 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 expectation and you know of the season coming up next Sunday. But man, I don't know about you, but I got a little taste of it this weekend with college football. Man, it was a it was a ton of great college games on this weekend. Good, just just good to be back watching football again. You know what i uh, I used to watch a whole heck of a lot of college football. Now I uh, now I kind of trade my Saturdays for Sundays, and it's right. it's not an ultimatum. It's just something I've chosen to do because my my uh, family is great when it comes to in the fall. The Steelers they they want it on the calendar. My wife says put it on the calendar so we know. They she organizes Steelers Sunday. We have we call it Steelers Central here, and it's something that. I got from my West Virginia days when I was in uh, Elkins, West Virginia, and I used to go to my buddy Tom Regan's house and my buddy, my other buddy Gene Calgill and a bunch of friends. We would show up there, and uh, Tom was a bachelor, and whether he sometimes he'd be at the Steeler games, but he wouldn't tell us. He wouldn't tell us because if he told us, we wouldn't show up to his house because his house was Steeler Central. And a lot of us, uh, we had a bunch of Steeler fans there in, like I said, Elkins, West Virginia. We would all get together. Uh, sometimes we'd cook. Most of the times we wouldn't, but everybody would bring beverages. It was just, it was the perfect backdrop for a game. So, and there was uh, just a lot of people always hanging around. So we would show up and we'd like, all right, where's Tom? He's like, ah, he's at the game. Why, do, why didn't he tell us? Well, they knew you wouldn't show up. And we'd right. still have uh, the door would be open. We would still have like eight or nine people there watching the game. And it, it was one of those things where he trusted us and he wanted us to be there because that was our home on Sundays. And it was completely awesome. Now, nobody, I tried to do that with some people here. If I was out of town or, or if I was somewhere else watching the game, mm -hmm. I, See, I get direct TV only to have the Steeler games. And so my friends, uh, I tell them, hey, they could come over and watch the game anytime they want. I'll tell like Packers fans if I've got friends that are Packers fans. I have friends that 
are fans of other teams. And I tell them, hey, you could come over and watch on my couch. I'm not going to be there. I'll leave the door open. And they don't really do it. And I'm trying to get them to do it because my home's their home. I'd, I'd love them to do that. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, Baz, it's great to watch. It's great to watch the Steelers with other Steelers fans. I don't I don't have many in my direct circle now. I'm, my, my sister's a Steelers fan. Um, well, I used to, when I first moved here, I'm in the Washington, D.C. area. I lived in, I lived in Washington, D.C. itself probably about 12, 13 years ago. But there was a Steelers bar like six blocks from my house, right on Capitol Hill, about two blocks from the Capitol, called the Poor House. Nice. Every, every Sunday it would be packed with all the D.C. area Steelers fans. And it was just it was just great to watch Steelers game with other Steelers people to see the black and gold flood the whole bar and people enjoying their their wings and waffles and beers and you know every 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 Sunday afternoon I would go there because we didn't have cable at the time. My sister and I were roommates and I would walk down the street to this bar and watch the Steelers every week. Loved it. That's uh yeah, I gotta tell you, that's that's very true. And watching with other Steeler fans is awesome. So we've recreated that at my house and every weekend is like a, a Super Bowl party here. Uh, we don't do the night games. I go to one of my other buddies' house. He comes here for day games. I go to his house for night games. So, but if it's a day game, people expect it. And now it's here every week. And now I've got the excuse because my wife tells friends and family, and it's the truth. That, well, Brian's got to watch the game. We can't do anything on Sunday because you know, he gets, I just tell him, I said, tell him, honey, I get paid to watch the Steelers. <laughs> yeah. Right. Don't get paid much to watch the Steelers, but it's a great excuse saying I get paid to watch the Steelers. I got to I got to work. I got to watch a Steeler game. <laughs> yeah. So that's a, it, that's good work. If you can get it. I mean, <laughs> just the fact that you could pay me two, two cents a week. And that's good enough for me because I could say that I makes me feel like I'm on the inside. And I know right. I'm not, but it makes me feel good. So, you know, we have people over every week and they uh, they get into it. And now I have an opportunity for my parents to come down because they only live a half an hour away now. It used to be two hours. So they get to come down for the games. And my mom is loving it now because she gets to hang out with the girls, you know, and they don't right. even watch, they don't watch the game, but they're, they're taking care of the food and stuff. And some days I'm cooking. Um, and I'll put together the menu, but they're like, Hey, you don't worry about anything. We'll put together the menu and they put together fun menus every week. So, you know, it's, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but <clears throat> the big thing about watching the Steelers with your friends and watching the Steelers with family, and even if it's somebody from outside, that's okay, because you know my role, and everybody will say it here. There's a bunch of people that will put my role up on the live chat. They know it. You know it. You're welcome to my house. Just don't pee on my couch. Yep, and that makes <laughs> sense, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's it's a respect thing. That's, that's the same role that I live by if I go into another stadium. I live by that role if you come into my stadium stadium i told you the story um two of my favorite stories one it's not a favorite story because it just came after a uh a legendary uh 
not a legendary, but a, uh, a really tough Steelers loss in the AFC championship game. Have I ever told you about Big Ben's rookie year AFC championship game, frigid night in Pittsburgh against the New England Patriots? It was going to be one of the first years that they were going to celebrate on the field. Joe Namath was in town to help give away the, the trophy. And the Steelers lost in that game, which ended up being legendary because it wasn't uh, it wasn't Jerome Bettis's last game. You that, know, was the, that was the AFC Championship game? Yep. Yeah, okay. it it wasn't the last game because uh, Ben said, hey, give me one more year. I'll get you that, that title. And Hines, the same thing. When Hines, uh, when he had tears about not being able to get that, that Super Bowl for Jerome. Uh, so that was one of those games. My friend, we had a hotel that night and my buddy was like, I'm, I'm leaving. And he, uh, he has the tendency to, uh, you know, have a few drinks and, uh, and there's nothing worse. Have you ever been to a Steeler game after live after a terrible loss, Tate? I'm sorry. Have you ever been to a Steeler game after a terrible loss or after a loss to end a, end a season? No, not 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 to a game, not not after not after a terrible loss. Well, I've been to three AFC Championship games, and I'm zero and three, so I don't go to AFC Championship games anymore. <laughs> Stay and, away, please. Yeah. And walking out of that stadium is the worst when that happens because, especially if it's a night game, because there's a lot of uh, alcohol brewing, right? And and then there's a lot of anger. And so I'm like, he's leaving. I'm like, I'll walk back to the hotel by myself. And that was a good walk. It was a long walk. Um, he had to cross the Clemente bridge. And so I probably about a two mile walk. So I, I had no problem just sticking around. I didn't want to be around that. So I'm in the stadium with maybe a couple thousand, not that many, but some Patriot fans. And they all went down to uh, uh, the uh, the 100 level and uh, check it out. And I'm walking down. So I figured I'll get closer to see it. And I'm wearing a Joey Porter jersey. And I'm walking down and this guy's running up. He's wearing a tie law jersey. He's all excited. He's running up and he knocks into me. He wasn't drunk, but he was just, eh, guy was excited. And, and knocks me, oh, sorry but he was like ready for a fight because he thought I was going to knock him out. And I said, dude, it's okay. He goes, Oh, I really am sorry. I extended my hand out to him. I said, Hey, enjoy the super bowl. And he looks at me in a Boston accent and says, are you kidding me? You've got to be kidding me. I'm like, no, have fun at the super bowl. He goes, you're the nicest Steeler fan I've come across. I said, man, you come to the games for the same reason I do. Have fun, man. Right. Because can I take a picture? Can will you take a picture with me? I'm like, yeah, I but I'm not gonna smile. He said, that's okay. <laughs> so there's a picture of me somewhere shaking a guy's hand, not smiling, wearing my Joey Porter jersey. And uh and I said, Hey man, have fun. And I thought about it, I'm like, man, that guy's as excited as I would be right now if the game went the other way. He's got his hopes and dreams that, I mean, 
you know, sometimes we get lost in the Steelers, Tate. We get lost we because life is awesome, but life is tough. Life stinks sometimes. We have all these things going around, going on around us. And especially now in 2021, there's more outside concerns. So if you can get lost into something like the Steelers or the Patriots or any team that you follow, um, man, I get lost every week in the show Ted Lasso now because it's a chance to get lost. I get right. lost in a fictional soccer team from England called AFC Richmond. I'd love to have a jersey just because it's where you can escape. And if you've got an opportunity to do that with friends and family, that's an awesome thing. You know, so the reason, you know, don't pee on my couch comes up. Hey, come to my stadium. Enjoy your team. I want to enjoy my team at, at your stadium. But it it's tough sometimes because people don't get it because they see you wearing those different colors and they give you heck of, heck about it. And I've, I've heard about stories. I mean, I have a, a friend that uh, actually a family member, they were in uh, Philadelphia and they were, but they lived in Chicago for so long and the bears came to town and he was, the kid was wearing a bears Jersey at a Philadelphia game. And he was about eight or nine and they cheered him the whole game. You know, they went after an eight or nine year old kid. That's not what we do. So um, we've got Callie B's. I love the Browns. Callie, you can hang out at my house and watch watch a Brown Steelers game with me. I have Ravens fans come to my house and watch the games. But guess what? B, Callie, Ka Ka Callie B, Brian. That's 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 my sister. She's, that's your she's sister. Down, she's down in Orlando, Florida. Yeah, <laughs> she Callie can come to my house and watch a game. As long as, as long as Callie, two things, bring something good to eat to go with everything <laughs> else and, and cheer your team, but cheer and respect. And that, that's right. it. And I, I will be respectful to her team too. So that's what it's all about. And <clears throat> there's so much to talk about this week. And the reason there's so much to talk about is because the season's coming. We had the cut down to 53. We had a trade this week. And then we had the passing of a Steelers legend. And with the second half of this show, when we get to that in just about five minutes, it's going to be a lot about Tunch and friends and family. And that's why we've been talking about all of this, because it is an escape. It is, we are a family. Man, Tate, I mean, you guys, you and I are almost a year, less than a year apart in age. I know you from the live chat. Right. And, but I feel like, I feel like we're Steeler family. I know Michael O'Malley is from uh, the Pacific Northwest. I know Felicia's from New Orleans, um, New Orleans area. And gosh, has anybody heard from Felicia? I haven't been on the shows in a while. I hope Felicia's okay with everything going on in Louisiana and anybody else towards Louisiana um, with Ida just want to make sure that they're okay. So that's the most also um, New York got hit bad. New Jersey got hit bad. So 
for all of uh for everybody that has been affected by Ida, people being affected by COVID still. Um, I'm one of them. <laughs> I'm quarantined for the next the the next 10 days or so. Um because I tested positive, I'm okay. For right now, I'm okay. But there's there's so many people to uh that uh we got to make sure are okay. And at the end of the show, I ask you to be safe. So continue to be safe. Um, the, um, Mac will do. I, yep. My uncle passed away and my friend the day before and to hear about Tunch, it's been a rough week. Today is my youngest son's birthday. The Steelers are back in business, staying hungry. So Tate, you read that. Yeah. It what's, keeps, keeps things in perspective. Yeah. What's Mac, what's Mac will do doing right now? He's coming, he, he's coming in with us and he's escaping from all the stuff that's going on. He's right. got good going on in his life because he's got his son's birthday. He lost his uncle, heard about Tanch, lost his friend. It's been, a, it's been a rough week. I went to two memorial services last week, <clears throat> you know? Um, so I understand that. Um, so but we have these people in our lives. I, I have a friend that makes used to make fun of me because he would call me Death Watch Davis. Because on a, I if there was a C list actor, if there's somebody that I've heard of that passed away, I mean, one time it was the uh, grandma from uh, the Cosby Show. I because I know actors and actresses' names. And this was about ten years ago. I posted you know R.I.P. You know, um, because everyone feels like family to me, you know, if you know them. And well, you know, uh, you know bad when you when, when like you said, you said the grandmother from the Cosby show. Imagine you're talking about Heathcliff's mom, Bill Cosby's yeah. character's mom. Yeah. I mean, we like so we're at the age I know we 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 grew up with those people. Yeah. So they they were like in our house every Thursday night. So I, I understand where it can kind of start to feel like a family. They're part of your family. So that leads to the fact, Tate, I'm glad you said that, that leads to the fact there's about I there's about three actors right now on my list that that uh, my my wife knows that when they pass that I'm going to be completely sad because I feel like they're family and I lost one this week. And I lost, and Tunch was one of them, but that's not who I'm talking about. Um, but uh, talking about a- actors, Ed Asner passed away. Ed Asner, I remember Ed Asner, Mary Tyler Moore. I loved one of my favorite all time shows. And he was brilliant in that Emmy Award winner, but not just that, man. Um, so he was one of my favorites. We lost him at age 91, and we expected, I mean, we expected to lose somebody at age 91. Um, that that could happen anytime. Um, but your kids know who he is because he was the voice of Carl and up, you, you know, your family knows who he is because he was Santa Claus in the movie elf, you know, that we watch every year, you know? And so my kids know who he is and I made them watch uh, about Six months ago, I made him watch Mary Tyler Moore. I'm like, watch this guy. This guy is just incredible. 
his very first line, one of his very first lines was, you got spunk. I hate <laughs> spunk. And I'm like, all right, this guy was brilliant. And he looked, he looked 70 back then in 1971. He looked old back then. Right. You know, um, but so he passed away. I remember, you know, if you know me, I love my 80s music. I can tell you any number one song in the 1980s, day and week, and I talk about that all the time. Casey Kasem was huge for me in the 1980s. Chuck Knoll was equally huge for me because I would watch the Steelers, and I had to combine them because when we, on Johnstown PA, American Top 40 was on from 10 to 2, but the Steelers were on from 1 to 2, so that means the Top 10 was going on from 1 to 2, so I had to listen to Casey and watch the Steelers at the same time. Chuck Knoll died in June, Father's Day week, on a Friday night, June of 2014, at the age of 82. I was devastated. Woke up. Uh, he. It was late Friday night when he passed away. Woke up on Sunday morning for Father's Day, and I was spending it with my kids, and my uh, my wife starting getting texts, and uh, said, "Has Brian heard the news yet?" She's like, "What news?" And then said, "No, he's with the kids." Well, keep him off social media for a little bit. And then I just happened to pick up the phone, and then she came out to tell me Casey Kasem died. Casey Kasem was eighty-two when he passed away, just like Chuck Knoll, and they passed away the same weekend. And, you know, uh, I was absolutely crushed, but it didn't ruin my weekend because I was there with my family and they knew I was sad and I had never met either of these two guys, but I felt like I knew them just like you said. Yeah. Um, the, the other actors that, uh, there's another 91 year old actor that one of my all time favorites that, that, uh, anytime he pops up on, uh, on the screen, I, I worry because like, oh no, because Bob Newhart's my ultimate favorite. And Tom Selleck's one of my ultimate hey, favorites. Hey man, yeah. let me let me let me let me let me share with you a similar feeling I have from a from a TV dad. And he's died he died a long time ago, but he was he was uh one of my favorites, one of my favorite shows as a kid. And he died at an early age, and that was Michael Landon, and that was Little House in the Prairie. Oh, uh, Little House. He died in May of 91, yes. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. I used to love Michael Landon and used to love watching Little House on the Prairie. It's like you said, you you had your kids watch Mary Tyler Moore. I have a I have a niece. She's she's 24 now, but when she was young and I felt like kids were gravitating towards like just anything on TV, I would I would literally sit down with her and make her watch TV Land. We watched Little House on the Prairie. We watched Leave It to Beaver, and we watched shows like that just so she'd get a understanding for what I felt like what good wholesome TV was back then this is probably like 2002 this is 20 years ago you know but yeah so those those shows those people you you do feel a, a kinship and an attachment to them and if they pass away you feel like you 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 lost somebody that in your family that you know even though you don't know them that's here's the thing i i remember um we're talking about uh Stefan to it, losing his brother yeah. in a very sad way, losing his brother that hit 
me hard too. Because people have family members, and it hit me hard because I I met Stefan to it a couple of years ago, and I knew that that guy was hurting when I read it, and it hurt when uh when you learn a uh, when you had the Justin Strelsick situation when you when you have those situations when I mean he didn't pass away and and now he has a book out and he's he's getting his life together but my gosh when the Ryan Shazier thing happened on December 4th 2017 Tony and I had to do a show right after that and we were devastated right we didn't know whether we didn't know if something was going to happen to him you know um so i'm seeing all the kyle younger says that's how i felt when lauren green died ben cartwright bonanza you know um michael o'malley says a stairway to heaven you know we just i was a huge fan of night court my gosh um we lost harry anderson a couple years ago and in the last three three months we lost Marky Post and Charles Robinson. And uh, I've just been watching Charles Robinson on a show that came out a couple of years ago um, called uh, The Guest Book. And he played Mac Robinson, and he, he was great. So um, we are going to talk a little bit of Steelers when we come back. And we're going to talk a whole lot of Tunch, um, a lot of stories about him as well. Anything that you want to talk about, this is, uh, if you're new to the show, and Andrew Jarvis just said, and Kevin Green, man, that happened right before Christmas. That hey, that we, ripped hearts out. And we and we lost two, two ex-NFL players this week. Was it David Patton and McCanty that played for the Bucks? Both those guys died. They were Keith McCants. 53 and 47, respectively. Yeah, and and uh, man, when Tony Gwynn died, that was a tough night. That was tough for me. Kirby Puckett. Kirby Puckett. I was going to say Kirby because those were two guys that that were my guys when I was in high school. Yeah, you know, and those and those were the guys that you looked at too. You know why they were great? Because I mean, they were great because of what they did. And how they played, but they were great because they looked like they were your uncle or your cousin. You, yeah, you, you know what I mean. Those, 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 the back, the back in those guys, back in those days, those guys looked like they were in the greatest of shape. They were just baseball yeah. players. Yeah, but Kirby, <laughs> Kirby was round though. You know, yeah. I mean, he was he he looked like he looked like you and me. You know, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and and Tony Gwynn, you know, the same thing, but just just they were magic and then when reggie reggie white passed away and and you know of course elsie when elsie died because i met elsie was the first dealer i ever met i was a kid i was eight years old um we had glosser brothers in johnstown and i i saw somebody uh mentioned that they spent a lot of time they grew up for most of their life in johnstown i i lost their name uh, dennis dennis hollabaugh and uh I could tell because that's a Western Pennsylvania name. It's got to be Hollaba. Um, Dennis, <laughs> welcome to the show. Yeah, so I'm uh, born and raised in Johnstown, went to college. Um, but, you know, LC was at Glosser Brothers in Johnstown, and and we stood in line forever, and I still have the autograph that he signed. Wow. Um, so, you know, he, he, was, he was the guy for – I have my LC jersey – 
right over there. And it's, um, and that's one of my favorite jerseys. So let, let's go ahead and take a break. And like I said, if you're new to the show, we, we are going to talk Steelers, but the great thing about BTSC is that we have 25 original shows every single week. And there'll be a couple more original shows today. And I'm not talking the fact that we break them up into two parts sometimes. Um, I'm talking about the fact that we uh, we have so many new shows and and uh, shows that we're going to do. And Tate's going to have a new show come on this time slot coming in uh, in uh, whenever this the season ends. And hopefully that's uh, that's late February, Tate. Um, yeah, after the Super Bowl. Right. Yep, that's that's what we're hoping. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see you on here in early January. <laughs> <laughs> only if we're only if we're talking about uh, the road to the the Super Bowl. Uh, but you have a chance to check them out. So check out behindthestillcurtain.com. Um, check out the podcast network as well. Um, lots of great stuff. So with that being said, if you are on the audio platform, just uh move on over to number two. And if you're hanging out with us on Facebook, I'm just going to stretch. I might adjust my beanie here. It's the only time I wear the beanie is, is uh, Sunday morning. Um, so what we'll do is uh, we'll be back in a few seconds. So stick around. We're going to have more talk about the heart of the Steelers and the heart of your fandom when we come back on Tales from 2 a.m. right after this. <laughs> 